Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Hello, beloved family. How nice to be with you. God bless you. Good morning. And you know what today is. It is the worldwide day of fasting and prayer. Not any worldwide day of fasting and prayer reparation, but a very, very special, unique, and extremely important day. This day uh, we were told, and I think in a sense warned, by four exorcists in Rome who um, have urged this to be a day of fasting, prayer, and reparation for all the uh, abominations that went on at the Vatican uh, with Pachamama and idol worship and all of that, in addition to all the homosexuality and uh, abuse, that pedophilia and all of that that has gone on in the church. And so these exorcists have called for this day, today, the day of St. Nicholas, as a day of fasting, prayer, and reparation, not as a good idea, but I I want to say as a necessary uh, situation. We all must do something. Um, I'm looking at the article which I read on Monday from the National Catholic Register edition of November 11th online, and it says, the priest suggests these are four exorcists, who will remain nameless at the moment. The priest suggests the rosary and prayers to the Sacred Heart, as well as some form of penance, such as fasting, abstinence, and other forms of mortification. I think that any Catholic who bears the name Catholic and does not do some form of penance, reparation, fasting, prayer today, in addition to what we may or may not normally do, is... um, um, is not fulfilling their place as a Catholic in this kingdom. Um, let me read you the article from the National Catholic Register. It says, Four exorcists have issued a joint statement asking Catholics worldwide to get, dedicate December 6th, that's today, beloved, as a day of fasting, prayer, and reparation, quote, for the purpose of driving out any diabolic influence within the church that has been gained as a result of recent events, end quote. The article goes on to say the exorcists who have requested anonymity due to the sensitivity of their ministries cited in a particular way the controversy that took place during the recent Pan-Amazon Synod when statues purportedly of Pachamama, a goddess worshipped by indigenous Andeans, were incorporated into various synod events. These events bring home the reality that we are in spiritual warfare, they said, these exorcists said in their statement, and that warfare is happening within the church itself. Here is the full statement from those four exorcists. 
quote, in light of recent events regarding the Pachamama ritual in the Vatican Gardens, the subsequent procession of the idol into St. Peter's, as well as placing the idols in St. Maria in Traspontina Church, we are reminded of the words of St. Paul in 1 Corinthians. St. Paul said, quote, Do I say that what is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything, or that the idol is anything? But the things which the heathens sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should be made partakers with devils, end quote. The article goes on to say from these four exorcists, the Psalms, particularly Psalm 95, tell us that, quote, all the gods of the Gentiles are devils, but the Lord made the heavens, end quote. These events bring home the reality that, quote from Ephesians, our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power, against the rulers of the world of this darkness, against the spirits of wickedness in the high places. These events bring home the reality that we are in spiritual warfare and that that warfare is happening within the church itself. We are therefore encouraging all Catholics who recognize the evil of the events to join us in a day of prayer and penance on December 6th, again today, beloved, for the purpose of driving out any diabolic influence within the church that has been gained as a result of these recent events, along with any other events. We are asking all of those who participate to do the following for this intention. These are, this is still the message uh, from the four exorcists. Number one, say the rosary, the whole rosary. Even if you cannot say it all at one time, say the complete rosary. Secondly, take on some form of penance, such as fasting, abstinence, and other forms of mortification. Now, this is not only Friday, beloved, but the first Friday of the month, and every Friday should be abstinence from meat. And that's the norm, and that's what the church has asked. But again, if we have um, any difficulty with abstaining from meat because of our age or um, uh, whatever the circumstances, we can choose another sacrifice, but we are not absolved from making a sacrifice on Friday. Again, if someone is a vegetarian, you wouldn't have meat anyway. You need to choose another sacrifice. And thirdly, to offer the prayers to the Sacred Heart as seen below. Other recommended acts which we encourage others to do for this intention is make a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament and attend Mass that day, offering the merits of the Mass for this intention. May the Divine Mercy rest upon all of us. Now, here at the Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, we do that every day. We we abstain from meat the whole of Advent. Um, we fast. We only have one meal a day the whole of Advent. We just came from Mass. We begin prayer at 5 in the morning. But this is religious life. And when you're in religious life, it's easy to do all that because your life is so structured to give yourself in that way. But if you're working or family situation, you have school, it's not as easy. So it's more of a sacrifice for you to do this. But you must do it, beloved. You must do it. Um, 
when I woke up this morning, I had a, a second thought while I was still lying in bed. Well, maybe I don't have to do that today because I we even want to eliminate the one meal that we normally have today because of all this going on. And I said, well, I don't have to really do that. I don't have to really get out of bed right now. And I said, what are you talking about? I talked to myself back. What are you talking about, Mother Miriam? Get out of bed. He died for you and you can't get out of bed for him. He died for you and you can't give up the one meal a day for him when he gave up 40 days for us in the wilderness and in his entire life. You need to think in those terms, beloved, so that you don't get self-centered and tied up in your own passions and feelings. Here is the act. I'm going to read it to you. The act of consecration of the human race to the sacred heart of Jesus, which these exorcists ask all of us to make today. Now, if you don't have it in hand, on hand, and you can't write it down as fast as I'm going to read it, you can find this act of consecration to the human race very easily on the Internet in many, 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 many places. And if you're not on the Internet for any reason, if you're listening by radio, you you probably have many prayer books at home that would have the act of consecration to the Sacred Heart of Jesus that is... Um, the greatest, outside of the Mass, the greatest uh, act of devotion in the Church is devotion to the Sacred Heart. And someone said to me, you mean more than the Rosary? Of course more than the Rosary. It's the Sacred Heart. It's the heart that so loved the world and is so little loved in return. It's the heart that was pierced for us on Calvary. And the act of consecration of the human race to the Sacred Heart of Jesus reads like this. Most sweet Jesus, Redeemer of the human race, look down upon us humbly prostrate before thy altar. We are thine, and thine we wish to be. But to be more surely united with thee, behold, each one of us freely consecrates himself today to thy most sacred heart. Many indeed have never known thee, Many, too, despising thy precepts, have rejected thee. Have mercy on them all, most merciful Jesus, and draw them to thy sacred heart. Be thou king, O Lord, not only of the faithful who have never forsaken thee, but also of the prodigal children who have abandoned thee. Grant that they may quickly return to their father's house, lest they die of wretchedness and hunger. Be thou king of those who are deceived by erroneous opinions or whom discord keeps aloof. Call them back to the harbor of truth and unity of faith so that soon there may be but one flock and one shepherd. Be thou king of all those who are still involved in the darkness of idolatry or of Islamism. Refuse not to draw them all into the light and kingdom of God. Turn thine eyes of mercy toward the children of that race, once thy children, chosen people. Of old, they called down upon themselves the blood of the Savior. May it now descend upon them a labor of redemption and of life. Grant, O Lord, to thy church assurance of freedom and immunity from harm. Give peace and order to all nations and make the earth resound from pole to pole with one cry. 
praise to the divine heart that wrought our salvation. To it be glory and honor forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Beloved, that was the act of consecration. The exorcists have in addition asked us to make the act of reparation to the Sacred Heart. First, the act of consecration of the human race to the Sacred Heart, and then the act of reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I'll read that right now also. These are beautiful prayers, beloved. You should print them out and read them and come before your family altar at home. You should all have a family altar, a prayer table, somewhere you can go to pray as a family. Or, especially today, stop into a church as a family or individually and pray before the Blessed Sacrament, before the tabernacle. The act of preparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus reads thus, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, O sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt. Behold us prostrate before thy altar, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which thy loving heart is everywhere subject. Mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities, which we now deplore from the depths of our hearts, we humbly ask thy pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation, not only for our own personal offenses, but also for the sins of those who, straying far from the path of salvation, refuse in their obstinate infidelity to follow thee, their shepherd and leader, or renounce the vows of their baptism, have cast off the sweet sweet yoke of thy law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against thee, We are determined to make amends for the manifold offenses against Christian modesty in unbecoming dress and behavior, for all the foul seductions laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent, for the frequent violations of Sundays and holidays, and for the shocking blasphemies uttered against thee and thy saints. We wish also to make amends for the insults to which thy vicar on earth and thy priests are subjected, for the profanation by conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege, of the very sacrament of thy divine love, and lastly, for the public crimes of nations who resist the rights and teaching authority of the church which thou hast founded. Would, O divine Jesus, we were able to wash away such abominations with our blood. We now offer in reparation for these violations of thy divine honor the satisfaction thou didst once make to thy eternal Father on the cross, and which thou dost continue to renew daily on our altars. We offer it in union with the acts of atonement, of thy virgin mother and all the saints and of the pious faithful on earth 
and we sincerely promise to make recompense as far as we can with the help of thy grace for all neglect of thy great love and for the sins we and others have committed in the past. Henceforth, we will live a life of unwavering faith, of purity, of purity of conduct, of perfect observance of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise to the best of our power to prevent others from offending thee and to bring as many as possible to follow thee. O loving Jesus, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, our model in reparation, deign to receive the voluntary offering we make of this act of expiation and by the crowning gift of perseverance keep us faithful unto death in our duty and the allegiance we owe the allegiance we owe to thee so that we may one day come to that happy home where thou with the father and the holy ghost livest and reignest god world without end amen in the name of the father and the son and of the holy spirit amen you know beloved if you um, come home to this evening or later today and you're not able to find the act of consecration and of reparation you can simply go to the station of the cross or youtube life site news and you can replay this morning's podcast and um and pray along with my praying this out loud. Um, you might know we announced on Monday, and I think yesterday too, that from today, from noon till midnight, the Station of the Cross will be praying the sorrowful ministry, the sorrow myst- sorrowful mystery rather, of the Holy Rosary on the hour, every single hour from noon till midnight. Every single hour, the Station of the Cross, from noon till midnight, we'll be praying the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Beloved, I would urge you, as much as you can, to tune in and pray along, not just once, but as often as you can. There is no way that we, even as a universal church, can do enough to repair the idolatry, the damage, the idolatrous worship, the abuse of millions of children, seminarians, and others that has been committed, uh, the demonic activity within the church. We cannot do too much reparation. We cannot pray too much. We cannot pray too many rosaries. We cannot do enough penance. We cannot fast enough. We all need to do not just our part, but as much as we can, beloved. Please do fast today. Fast does not mean refraining from food altogether. Maybe it'll mean having a snack instead of a meal. Maybe it'll mean not putting cream in your coffee or salt on your eggs. That's a, that's a tiny bit, but that counts. That counts, beloved. You're not giving in to your passions. That's a sacrifice. Everything counts. So... um I pray, I pray you will do this. And if again, if you tuned in with us a little late this morning, um, we are speaking about the uh, admonition 
that the request that four exorcists from Rome gave us to set aside this day, Saint, the day of St. Nicholas, uh, December 6th of this year, 2019, as a day of prayer, penance, fasting, mortification, uh, everything we can do to make reparation for the idolatry that's been carried out uh, at the Vatican, even inside St. Peter's and other churches, and for the abuse of millions of children and others throughout the world by um, fallen priests and bishops. So we, we make this day of reparation. And if you're discouraged, if you're angry at the church, that won't help. That will not help. Fasting and prayer and reparation and sorrow for your own sins, that will help. Nothing else. Your anger will not help. Your anger will not produce righteousness. But your suffering and your sacrifices will. Offer your sufferings to God. And I, I, I would even go so far, dear ones, that if you've been one of those who have been abused, we've all been offended. We've all been abused, every one of us, by what has happened recently at the Vatican. That's an absolute abuse of the faithful and of our faith. There's no question. But if you have been sexually abused in the church, uh, violated in any way <clears throat> by anyone, once or repeatedly, whatever it is, now or 50 years ago, it doesn't matter, beloved. You have been scarred, and you will live the rest of your life with those scars. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't be a great saint, but it means that God has allowed something that has changed your life. And you can use that change to become a saint. And you can use it today, beloved, to offer those scars, to offer the depression, to offer the sufferings to God for the salvation of other souls who have been abused and for reparation for um, the harm done to these are the sins that put our Lord on the cross and in union with his sacred heart, out of love for his sacred heart, we can offer our sufferings in union with his for the reparation of the world. So I urge you to do that. There's nothing more healing. No amount of counseling, psychiatry, psychology over how many years will ever do as much to restore you to health as your um praying for others, and offering your sufferings in reparation for with our Lord's sufferings for the salvation of souls. Um, nothing will be as healing for you as to give your life away and for you to know that your suffering uh, is a means of, of defeating the devil, of putting your injuries, of putting your sufferings to work for the salvation of others, for saying to the devil, take that, take that, I'm sorry, I'm giving it to God, it's going to be for other salvation, take that, don't let him get, oh, don't let him win anything. When we give our sufferings to God for the salvation of souls, beloved, the devil has lost, the devil has lost, and, um, and we say yes, but you know, but then I still am going to bear the scars for the rest of our life. And and we say yes, and our Lord says yes, but so did he, beloved. 
The scriptures say that when we get to heaven, please God, we'll see a lamb as if slain. We will see the nail scars in his hand and the scar in his side. We will see that because he will bear the scars we have caused him for all eternity, you see. So he understands that. He understands that we have to give him our hurts and our scars and crawl up on the cross with him and give our lives for him and have our lives not wasted in hurt or self-pity or um, self-consumption, but truly um, give our sufferings to Christ that he can redeem them and through them save a lost world. It's a, it's just a terrific exchange. So, um, um, we're going to be taking a break in just a moment. And I would invite all of you to call in with anything that's on your heart whatsoever. I've often said the, the, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart, of your heart. It does not need to be what we're speaking of, but the matter of your heart. Um, call in toll free 1-877-511. 5483, or you may email at mother at the station of the cross.com. And we'll take all your calls. We have lots of emails, but if you call in, we take your calls first. If you uh, text in, we'll take texts in the same order as emails, but calls, if you're waiting on the line, we'll take those before. So um, God bless you. And uh, we'll be with you right after this break. Advent and Christmas seasons, the Station of the Cross is blessed to bring you special programming that celebrates the birth of our Lord. Help other drivers learn about the true meaning of this time of year by promoting Catholic Radio. Order your free bumper magnets at thestationofthecross.com. Just click on the Promote tab at the top of our website. We'd be happy to send bumper magnets for your listening area so that others can come to know the Lord. That's thestationofthecross.com and click on the Promote tab. Thank you for sharing Catholic Radio on the road. Tune in weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. Visit thestationofthecross.com for details. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated 
To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Hello, beloved. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. I'm thrilled to be with you. It looks like we might be having some um, problems with the camera, dear ones, but we'll continue live voice um, and see if we can get the camera back. Um, We have an email from Andrea uh, who writes, Hello, Mother Miriam. I was watching your video on the request of four exorcists for this upcoming Friday. Well, that's today now. My family is planning on definitely participating on this day of prayer and reparation. That's great. She says, I homeschool my daughter. And near the end of your show, you mentioned a newsletter. This newsletter that is coming out in January was going to have articles regarding homeschooling. I'm very interested in receiving the newsletter, but I'm not sure where to sign up for it. Could you please share that information with me? Thank you so much for all you do. You're a blessing. Yes, I certainly will, Andrea. Um, anyone that wishes our newsletter by email or snail mail or both, go, just simply go to our website. Our website is www.motherofisraelshope.org. Click on the contact tab and you can get our uh, well a better way click on newsletter and right up top you can subscribe right there on the on the web click on newsletter and you could subscribe to our newsletter um, with your name your address your email whatever you wish to do i mentioned that the christmas newsletter the newsletter is coming out in january we haven't even put that together yet but i want to focus on homeschooling and it'll come out the end of january um, and possibly the beginning of february but the next newsletter is already at the printer it's going to be mailed in about a week and a half and we're hoping to get it to you by christmas it's going to include a gift of a very special DVD and um, so we want to make sure that you get it by mail and if you wish to just go head on to our website motherofisraelshope.org click on newsletter and you'll be able to subscribe Um, uh, no problem and if you only wish if you only get the newsletter by email you can request um, uh, write to write Uh, to us via email or however you wish and request the dvd and we'll get it to you that's not a problem okay we have valerie from california on the line hi valerie hello mother miriam hi dear one go ahead dear yes we've spoken before i'm your jewish catholic sister here oh my landsman hello hello shalom shalom and uh, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm a teacher with the Los Angeles Unified School District now, 
35 years. Wow. Yeah, I have two more years till retirement. And I have to endure this. The daily struggle is extremely real for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really struggling each and every day to get out of bed and do this. The the counterculture of what I witness and in order to keep my job and stay sane, what I have to deal with. You talk about the educational system. It's awful. It's horrendous. Mm -hmm. I implore all parents homeschool their children. Mm -hmm. Get out. That book you have referred to. Mm -hmm. Yep. They got to get out now. Yep. It's awful. Yeah. Valerie, what is your biggest struggle to the point that you don't even want to get out of bed or go in there? What is the biggest struggle you're having? Uh, The attitudes. Uh, the the uh, the way the children come to school. How do you their mean their attitudes, their disrespect, their dress? The, the parents, yeah. yes. The, the way there's they they don't know right from wrong. You talking about the children or the parents or everybody? The children and well, every the parents. Too. Yeah, I understand, Valerie. The thing is, yeah. Um, if you have that attitude, my dear sister you're going to have very little impact at that school with the staff or the students. You need to be filled with Christ when you go to school. You need to have a heart full of love and a heart full of gratitude that you do have God, that you do have Christ, that you do have the truth. And you need to bring all of that truth, even if you can't speak a word, you need to bring it all with you in your attitude of love, of joy, of uh, hope, all of that. Otherwise, you shouldn't be there as a Catholic. Because you have the opportunity for staff to say, what, what's wrong with you? Why are you always so happy? Why are you always so joyful? Why are you always so kind? We never hear a foul word come out of your mouth. What's, what is it with you? You know, you've got to be a witness. Don't worry about, you know, what people get from it. That's up to God. But if you don't go filled with hope and love and joy and gratitude for your faith, uh, that, um, counters the culture, not by um, coming against it, but by being Christ within it, uh, you probably shouldn't continue. That's my thought, Valerie. I don't mean to to, to come hard on you, but um, we know it's awful. And it, it's tr- you know more than me because you're in the thick of it, of course. 35 years, my goodness. But Valerie, you have an opportunity for some of those lives to be saved through your example, you cannot mess that up. Because that would be selfish. That would be being self-consumed. You've got to be God's missionary to those people. Okay, I do try to set a good example. I do try to do what you are saying. Don't try to set a good example. Don't do that. They'll see that. Don't try to set a good example. Be Christ there. Be Christ. If you try to set a good example, it's going to come out in your attitude. You're not going to be joyful and happy. It just go to school with a heart of gratitude for what God has given you 
and let it just overflow from your life. Okay. I understand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. God bless you. Yeah. Valerie, I don't... I do sympathize with you, but but if if it, somehow ask God to fill your heart with a, a truly look at Jesus is God. I know I'm not saying what you don't know and believe. He came to earth. He lived among our sins, our filth, worse attitudes than you experience with those children and parents in school. And he loved us, and he died for us, and he led us to the Father. You need to do that. You need to do that, Valerie. Any teacher listening, you must do that. There's the music for our first break. Beloved, um, call in with anything on your heart. Uh, toll free, one 5483 or email at motheratthestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Users of iCatholic Radio are leaving inspiring reviews in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Emilia says, iCatholic Radio is the only radio station I listen to. It's my constant companion whether I'm in my car or walking. It's a good way to learn and to deepen my understanding about my faith. It's a source of reliable information of which we badly need in our culture. I encourage everyone to listen and support iCatholic Radio as a gateway to heaven. Another reviewer writes, At last, a radio station worth listening to. Thank you, I love it. And Deepak writes, A Catholic media treasure trove. Spiritually uplifting and fun. One reviewer says, Love it, love it. I'm learning so much about the Catholic faith, it makes me seriously consider conversion. If you haven't reviewed iCatholic Radio yet, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our page at the iTunes or Google Play Store. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back. 
uh, to Mother Miriam Live. I had to think about that for a minute. I'm, I, sometimes I'm tempted to say heart to heart with Mother Miriam. Uh, it is the same program, just the title has changed uh, to Mother Miriam Live. And I'm thrilled to be with you, beloved. This is our last segment. We have a little over 15 minutes. And uh, I welcome your calls on anything that's on your heart whatsoever. Toll free, one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have an email from Marie. She says, Hi, Mother Miriam. My name is Marie. I'm totally lost in life and trying to find my way. I'm just wondering on a nun's perspective of angels or guardian angels. And if you think they really communicate or try to communicate with us, absolutely. Uh, yes, the answer is yes. She says, the reason I ask is because I was in a job where I was literally mentally tortured by my manager and staff during the time I worked there. Well, I'm glad you're putting that in the past tense, that you don't work there anymore. She said, I repeatedly kept seeing the number 911, 11 I just took it as coincidence. It happened nearly every day, and I began to think, wow, this is weird. Then every time I would look at the clock, it would be 11 past the hour. It happens too often to be coincidence. So I actually, out of nowhere, saw a video on YouTube about angel numbers, and I looked into it. Turns out they say angels, it's angels trying to tell us something. Do you believe this kind of thing? From a biblical point of view, can this be real? She says, I understand you're probably extremely busy in life. If you could please spare a few minutes just to read this, maybe reply if you would help a very broken person. Warm and sincere regards, Marie. Marie, dear one, whether that's an angel trying to communicate with you, I have no idea. If if it is, then in God's time, uh, he'll show you what it is. Don't worry about that and don't dwell on it. Don't focus on it. Uh, focus on our Lord. If you say you're lost in life, hold on a moment. <coughs> Dear one, I don't know if it means you're Catholic. I don't know where you stand in your faith, sweetheart. But um, God does not want us lost, honey. Whether you're Catholic or not, he does not want us lost. So my suggestion would be, let your angel help you. But he needs to help you not to focus on the number 11, but to focus on Christ and our Blessed Mother, I would go to a very good holy priest, Marie, and ask, see if you could find a spiritual director to lead you and to guide you with your needs and your and a rule for your life. That's what you need, sweetheart. Okay, we have a call from Pat in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hi, Pat. Hi, Mother. How are you? Hi, sweet. Hi, I'm great. Good to, good to speak with you. Is it for um, Pat the from Erie, Pennsylvania that I've spoken to on the phone? I have spoken to you before, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Hi. It's been a while, but I have spoken to you. Okay, Pat. What is your question, dear? Um our, where we live actually I don't live in Erie, I live outside of Erie, but it's the closest big town anybody would recognize. Um in our area, we have three churches, and we're in the process of consolidating them into one, possibly two. Uh, we had a meeting the other night, and they gave a lot of statistics on to show the, that the majority of the members that we have are above 50 years old. And at the meeting, uh, we discussed how, you know, to get more young people into the church. Um, you know, I just don't know how in the world that can happen sometimes. I mean, it's kind of discouraging because how do you 
do this when so many parents aren't teaching their children the faith. They drop their children off, say, at CCD, and then they go to Walmart. And, you know, with the influences out in the world, how in the world do we do this? I mean, it's, Well, why don't you form a posse? Other than praying. Well, why don't you form a posse from each church, a few, two, three, form I don't, 10 people from each church, whatever you can do, and go two by two, map out your entire neighborhood, and go two by two, and take your bulletin, take a little pamphlet on the Eucharist that you can give out as a gift or something for Advent or Christmas, and knock on every single door in the geographic parish every single door and say hi we are from saint so-and-so and just wanted to say hi and invite you to church um we have a beautiful advent season now and christmas is coming up and we'd love you to uh we'd love to meet you or or accompany you there or have you join our family go tell them god loves them and you would love to meet them at church and bring them into your family bring them into god's family I'll tell you what, I've done that, uh, and I had a one one gentleman in his fifties break down. A huge man, must have been well, certainly over two hundred pounds and very tall. He broke down in tears. He said, "It's been thirty years since I've been to church. I didn't think anyone cared." Wow! <laughs> so form, get as That's many great. people as you can. Uh, and go door to door, but bring your bring the bulletins of each parish, um, and and get something in bulk for Christmas or gift. Uh, again, it could be on Christmas itself. It could be on Advent. It could be on the the Holy Eucharist, uh, the meaning behind being Catholic. Whatever it is, and go door to door. It doesn't matter if they're Catholic. Don't worry about that. Say, hi, we're from so-and-so. We would love to. Don't worry about their faith. Don't say, are you cat? doesn't matter. We'd love to invite you. Okay. I'll have to maybe bring that up and uh, see what we can do. It's the way to do it. It's our church overflowed from that. Mm -hmm. Get get parents to bring their children. Get them to do it and say, okay, let us know when. Yeah, If you want to just go anonymously, don't worry about it. Uh, if you want us to meet you there, some people are shy. Some people say, well, I don't have anyone to go with. Say, well, if you want, we'll come get you. It's got to be a real effort. But go every house and accompany people and meet them where they are, and your churches will be filled. Okay. All right. I will definitely uh, bring that up. And uh, I think they're going to be having another meeting, I believe, and... Uh We'll have to talk about this. That's a good idea. Okay. Hmm. Hey, well, thank you so much. And get a couple of people who are strong, could be leaders, can help organize it, because most people aren't leaders, and they don't know what to do. And so they may have to be even given a little script that says, hello, I'm from St. So-and-so Parish, and we just want to come and see if we could pray for you and meet any of your needs and, and welcome you on Sunday. You know, just, you may have to help people to even to know what to say. Right. Okay. 
All, All right. right, Pat. God bless you, That's dear. Great. Thank you so much. God bless you. You're Bye-bye. welcome. We have a question here, an email, well, uh, I guess a question from Facebook from Helen, who writes, Mother Miriam, I was watching your video, Take Out Your Children from Public School. My son is in Seton Homeschool Program now. That's great. He is in senior high school program, but we have a serious issue. We need your prayers, and if you can help me find the solution. New York State does not want to accept homeschool students to New York State school, and my son needs to get a GED or needs to go one more year in high school. I'm offering to the Lord and ask for help. Do you know anybody who can help us? My son, Paul, applied to colleges in New York, and the Board of Education in New York said New York State colleges do not want to accept homeschool students. Can you help us? We were so happy to put him in Catholic religious homeschool, and now we are facing unexpected sand news, and I'm praying to open the door for my son where to go to college in New York. Now, that should not be a problem. In fact, I've seen studies where homeschool children outdo um, public school children on exams, even entrance exams into college. So my thought is, if they can pass a college entrance exam, they should be able to, and then they can go. But um, the, the the people to answer that question, Helen, is Seton. Call Seton and uh, find out, number one, from the school that your son wants to go to in New York State, find out exactly what the case is. You know, if they say we don't want to accept, accept homeschooled children, say, what requirements do you need for my child to enter college is there a test he could take whatever it is and if they say yes if he can pass this exam we can he can enter well great um but uh other than that i would call seton homeschooling they have to have dealt with this before uh homeschool children should be able to pass any exam to enter college so, um, in fact, th- they should do way better than high school students that have gone to public schools. So, Marie, that's all I know to do. i rather Helen uh, is to call Seton and see uh, what their experience is with this. Uh, and they could probably put you in touch with other Seton homeschooled parents and could could help you with it. We have a text from somebody who writes in anonymously and says, Hi, Mother, I was listening the other day, and I heard you say that only the priest or a deacon could expose the Blessed Sacrament for adoration. That's correct. No one should go to the tabernacle but a priest or a deacon. And uh, this person says, In the area I live, it is mostly lay people who expose, expose the Blessed Sacrament for holy hours. They are very reverent in doing so and have permission from their priests. Is this wrong for them to do? I believe it is. Now, if the priest gives them permission and the bishop gives permission, I can't say it's wrong. I'd have to find that in canon law, but I I don't believe it's right. Lay people have no right exposing the Blessed Sacrament and going to that tabernacle. Um, and again, the the text goes on. If they are not allowed to expose, we will lose several holy hours throughout the week as our local priests and deacons make it clear that they are too busy for this. 
Well, if they're too busy for this, they might be too busy. Um, uh, and again, you might need to get uh, a, tw- a 12-hour um, exposition, get enough people there so the priest can expose the Blessed Sacrament, let's just say, after morning Mass, and then repose the Blessed Sacrament before uh, evening Mass or in the evening, whatever time he can do it, so he doesn't have to keep come back and forth for holy hours. You know, work that out together. That would be great. Um, and then uh, this person goes on to say, what if they are extraordinary ministers? No, they're lay people. Doesn't matter. Uh, did you reference Holy Communion and worship of the Eucharist outside of the Mass? Um, did you reference Holy Communion and worship of the Eucharist outside of the Mass? Or was it a different document that you spoke of for clarification on this issue? I'm not sure. Um, uh, thank you for your help in this matter. Um, if there are priests, um, I do not believe lay people should be in charge of exposing the Eucharist. I do not believe that, but I don't say it's wrong. So you're going to need to call Catholic Answers, ask for an apologist. Uh, they could bring up canon law. You could bring up canon law of the church, and you could look this up yourself. I would say absolutely not. Not at any time should a lay person go to that tabernacle, not during the Mass, not for exposition. And I say again, the way to solve that is simply to get enough people during the day to have adoration. So the priest simply exposes the Blessed Sacrament at a certain time in the morning and reposes our Lord again at a certain time later in the day. And you've got so many hours uh, on one day a week or every day a week, whatever you work it out, that he doesn't have to come back and forth for holy hours. That would be my um my suggestion and the holy hours need to be according to the priest schedule, not according to when the, you know, the lay people should be go there when the priest can expose our Lord. But the other thing is, if our Lord is not exposed, we could still have holy hours. We could still go to the church and pray before the blessed sacrament. We should still be able to do that. Even if our Lord is not exposed, he's there. He's there just as much as if he's exposed. It's wonderful to have him exposed, but he is there just as much. We can honor him and love him and pray to him and please his heart just as much if he is not physically exposed. So um, uh, I guess everything else is left up to the um, specifics of a particular parish and its priest. Okay, God bless all of you. There's our closing music. It is Friday, beloved. Um, Again, join the Station of the Cross at noon till midnight on the hour, every hour today. Join them for praying the sorrowful mysteries. Fast, do penance, make reparation for the horrible sins of idolatry and pedophilia and homosexuality and everything going that has just gone on in our church, beloved. Um, Let's do our part. Our Lord did all for us. We'll speak with you on Monday.